Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Prime, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez. And this week's guest is with Bree Lynch, who is actually one of our previous guest teammates, Rithina Gomer, and works with Wisdom Productions. Um, she's on to talk about her 2020 plans for her first year in Pro-Am or in competitive drifting. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Not too bad. That's uh, good. Had the day off, so that's always nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a holiday today, right? Yes. Uh, Did you do anything fun? I got my car ready for round four this weekend. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so it's not ready yet, but we're getting there. Oh, man. Well, good luck. Yeah, thanks. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> so for those who don't know you, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do. Oh, uh, well, my name is Bree Lynch. I drift a 1JZ 350Z, and I'm a stunt driver. Nice. And then uh, how long have you been into drifting? It's hard to say. Um, when I started off driving, I was mostly focused on stunt driving. My dad's a stunt driver, too. So uh, that was kind of our main focus, you know. I was doing a lot of, like, first gear stuff, really tight courses and stuff like that. And then eventually I got into drifting, so... I think I started sliding cars around um, in 2014, and then I think I started taking drifting more seriously in 2016. So I'd say three years, like some hardcore drifting, you know? Oh, nice. And then, yeah. How did. So you got in it from stunt driving, and that's kind of how it kind of escalated from there? Yeah, yeah. I actually. Um, you know, I guess I was I was one of the youngest stunt drivers, honestly, in the industry. And so there wasn't a lot of people for me to, you know, relate to <laughs> yeah. in the stunt driving world. And just being at Willow Springs, you know, like so often um, I would start running into all the drifters because I always practiced at Balcony because it was just a big old open skid pad. And I can practice all the stuff that I needed to do, like reverse 180s, 360s, you know, all the stunt driver moves and um, stuff like that and the drifters were closer to my age and um, you know I met a couple people and I met some really good drivers and I was like whoa this is the most like exciting thing I've ever watched and I've ever experienced in my life so I kind of started gravitating more towards drifting than stunt driving um, and it's really helped my stunt driving career so oh nice yeah, it's yeah. definitely if it helps if it benefits you know your income what you're making <laughs> money off I'm sure it's not a bad trait uh. yeah where what uh what's your setup on your car right now like what do you have going on in that thing well um i have a pretty stock 1jz in my 350z a lot of people think that it's not super stock because i got a big old shiny top mount turbo on it but i'm only on 10 pounds of boost and i still have a stock ecu stock injectors and everything um so uh my car has never been tuned or anything like that so it's a pretty basic uh 1jz setup and then the 350z i kind of set it up like most 350zs you know i Threw a PBM angle kit on there, some coilovers. I got some cheap XXR wheels just so that if I break a wheel, I don't have to be upset about it because I can just get another one from the warehouse the next day. <laughs> and uh, did some SPL arms, and that's pretty much it. I didn't really do much. Put a cage in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty basic. And then has it always had a Wenji in it, or did you start with the, uh, the stock VQ? So... Um, I actually have another 350Z that I started drifting in, and that one's always had a DE in it. So when I got this 350Z, it also had a DE, but I had to do valve seals on it um, right away. And then the first track day that I took it to, the engine seized. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> yeah. So um, it wasn't like I just couldn't drift with a VQ because I'd been doing it for four years already. And then uh, I put another VQ in it, and that VQ had low compression, so I pulled that one out of it right away. And then I was like, I'm done with the VQs. I'm over it. I'm just going to put a Jay-Z in it. So, um, yeah, it had two VQs and then a Jay-Z. So it's been, uh, you know, had a couple surgical procedures. but. Oh, okay. And you're still running the CD009 trans? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, I have a Collins adapter kit for it. I've heard great things about the transmission. I've never personally driven on one, so I have no idea, no idea what they're like. I've only had it in the Z, so it feels right in there. Yeah, I would <laughs> That's imagine. That's all I can really say about it. Right. Um, yeah. So you haven't really competed before, but I've noticed recently, because um, I follow Wisdom pretty heavily. Oh, cool. And uh, they had made mention about how you're coming out next year to possibly compete. 
and I wanted to get a little bit more info on that. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to compete next year. I've always uh, wanted to be competitive. Um, I grew up in motorsports. I grew up uh, riding motocross and stuff like that. But with drifting, it's like the first thing that I ever really felt like I could really hold my own um, in doing so. So I'm excited to compete next year. I'm excited to be in a competition environment and see how I do. Um, I I think I'm a pretty competitive person. I know that I do really well under pressure because uh, I really love when people chase me in tandem. I do better than I drive by myself when somebody's chasing me. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to compete next year. I'm uh, just trying to get my car dialed and get as much seat time as I can beforehand so I can be ready. Okay. And then I saw uh, you went live not too long ago, and I happened to, like, open it up. And I caught a glimpse of you had mentioned that you possibly may not do a full pro- pro-am season, but you are more than likely going to be doing one of the shootouts. Oh yeah. See, so I just came to this decision very recently and it's kind of just been an idea that I've been toying with. Um, so the reason that I'm not sure, it's not that I don't want to do a full pro-am season cause that's not the case. I would absolutely love to do all four rounds of a pro-am season and really run through a season and know what that's like. So that when I move to pro two, I'm prepared for that. But the problem is um, with my job being a stunt driver, the jobs come very few and far in between for some people. And then other people work all the time. It's really like a hit or miss. Like sometimes you have a really great year and you work, you know, three, four, five times a month. And then other times you don't work for six months. So for me, um, dedicating, you know, like, seriously dedicating myself to a whole season of pro-am of four rounds that could be a lot of work that I'm missing out on if somebody calls me for a job to go away for a week or three weeks at a time and now I can't because I dedicated myself to this one weekend um that's a lot of work that I could miss out on so I'm nervous about that so what I've decided to do is I'm planning on attending every pro-am round that I am available for so if I'm available I'm going to be there if I'm not available I don't want to stress myself out over it and like you know, what if I'm, what if I'm three rounds in and I'm, you know, in the top three or top five or whatever, and I'm that close to winning my, to getting my pro two license. And then I get called for a job. Like, let's say I got called to work on fast and furious 12 or something, you know? Um, yeah. And then I have to skip out on that because I'm trying to get my pro two license. I'm already, you know, like I'm doing, I'm already doing what I want. I'm driving for a living. So I, I, it's, it was a really difficult decision. I had to figure out how I was going to go about doing this. So my plan is kind of to compete in every program round that I can compete in. If I'm available for every round, that's amazing. And maybe I'll just earn my license that way. But my backup is basically to do the pro two shootout so that I know that all I have to do is dedicate myself for like, you know, basically one whole week. I can skip a week of work. It's not as crazy as, you know, four different times that I have to, you know, dedicate myself to taking off of work for sure. So, yeah. And then it can um, kind of be from like a, an employer's perspective, you can be like, Oh, well she's unreliable. So yeah. And you know what? I get called for jobs sometimes like the day before, like I, I went away recently. Um, and I was in Europe for like the whole month of June and these people called me literally like three or four days before the job and asked me if I could leave for a month to do like a whole car chase. And I had to flip a car over while I was there. So like, you would think that the, the movie industry, you know, is like very, um, you know, ahead of time and you already know like what your whole schedule is for the year. It's not like that at all. You find out sometimes the day before, sometimes you find out the day of, you know, oh, wow. like, okay. it, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So like, I don't want to stress myself out about that. And you know what I mean? Like the pro two shootout, like I know that I'm going to absolutely do that if I can't compete in every round of program because <laughs> of work. And then speaking of the shootout, since we don't have a whole lot near us, uh, mm-hmm. what I think the, because you're a SoCal resident as well, from mm-hmm. my understanding. And then there's one in Sonoma, and then mm-hmm. there's one in um, Colorado. Yes. Would you? Which one would you be choosing? The Colorado layout looks sick. I was watching it, I know, um, I saw it this too. <laughs> year through Instagram, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to do that. But, I mean, whichever one comes first, I think the Sonoma one comes first. Um yeah, I mean, whichever one comes first, I'm just, I'm going to be ready. You know what I mean? I'm just going to, every anything that comes up, anything that comes up, I'm just going to try to find best to be ready for it and make sure that the car is dialed and that I have a crap ton of tires. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, what about the SoCal series? Are you going to run them both, uh, Just Drift and the Drift League, or are you going to stick to one? Oh, man. That's, um... I would I would have to I would have to figure that out. I'd have to talk to my teammate because Rathina Gomer is my teammate, and I don't want that to be like the last thing I want is for people to say that it's like a conflict of interest, you know, for me to be competing in you know essentially the series that she is running, and I don't want that to be you know people saying like oh it was rigged and she got her Pro Two license because of you know whatever. So it kind of like strays me away from Drift League, but I really like the way that Drift League is run. Um, and yeah. I'd be very interested in participating in that. So I don't know, uh, dude, I'm really, I'm just going to try to drive as much as I can. That's always been, um, you know, my goal is to always just drive as much as I possibly can. I'm all about seat time. I really didn't even start wrenching on cars until like I got this 350Z to be honest with you, because other than that, the other 350Z that I had was stock. It literally had like coilovers on it and a dual caliper hydro so all i ever had to do is like change the tires and change the oil and that was pretty much it so um yeah i'm like very recently starting to get into like you know car setup and wrenching and everything now so i'm still learning a lot um but uh you know i think that's probably one of like the most intriguing things for me when it came to drifting is um doing everything yourself and learning is like such a huge process and I really enjoy that process. So even though I want to pull my hair out most of the time. Yeah. But I do enjoy the learning process and the learning curve. Cause then when you accomplish something, it feels good. Yeah, me too. And you know what I have, I have so many, like my friends are ridiculously supportive. Like I have so many friends just offer to help me with my car and, you know, people are teaching me stuff all the time. And I just, I'm, I'm so blessed to have all the people that I do have. Um, you know, willing to help me and everything. So it's been, I'm sure, much less stressful of a process for me as it could have been for some other people, you know. Um, so I've been learning a lot and I'm really grateful for that because, you know, a lot of uh, most people have more experience than I do when it comes to building cars and understanding setup. And, you know, people have been driving longer than me or whatever. So I've just been taking as much information as I can get and running with what I like and leaving what I don't like, really. Yeah, that's something I try to do as well. Um, I have had some issues where some people will be like, they kind of give off the vibe like what they're saying you should do. And it's like, damn, but this guy does it this way and it works too. So yeah. it's kind of like, who do you, what do you do? <laughs> I mean, you try both and yeah. you decide what you like. <laughs> exactly. You know, and then sometimes it, like money will be a factor. Like I had like yeah. a long conversation with somebody recently about my cooling setup. Um, and it was like a complete redesign of the whole thing. And then I had a conversation with somebody else. They're like, just add this and that. So I know yeah. which one's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> See if it works, right? Yeah, exactly. It if it doesn't work, then I'll go the other route. Yeah. But, um, so do yeah, you have this any community is so helpful. There's so many helpful people in this community. You know, everybody just wants to help each other. I love it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then do you have any plans to make any changes to the car? Or are you going to keep it the way it is? Well, um, I actually just did something that I didn't really want to do. I had to tap an AN fitting into um, my head because my my coolant elbow popped out. And, like, I, I don't know how that happened, to be honest with you. I've, I have never seen that before. Your coolant um, so what? I didn't really the, there's a coolant elbow at the back of the head that uh -huh. popped out. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know how that popped out. But I had to tap an AN fitting uh to solve that problem. And I didn't really want to tap the fitting. I really wanted to TIG weld it, but I'm just trying to get as much seat time as I possibly can. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm going to tap the fitting and just, you know, get seat time. And then I'm going to eventually pull the engine before I compete anyways. So, um, when it comes time to do that, then I'll clean up a bunch of stuff, you know? So, um, you know, when it comes time for me to clean everything up before competition. I just need to get as much seat time as I can in this car, get super comfortable, super dialed, and then I'll finally, you know, do bigger injectors and finally get the car tuned and have a standalone ECU. But I don't plan on making crazy high horsepower or anything, honestly. I don't feel like it's necessary, um, especially for Pro-Am. You know, I think people are more impressive when they don't have crazy high horsepower and they still do well and end up on podium, you know. Yeah, I agree. Pro 2 license. Um, I know Rome so, did that last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I that's that's pretty much what I'm planning on doing. I just want to, um, you know, keep the car as basic as possible. I'd love to get a standalone ECU just so, you know, it's safer for my car and for my my engine and everything. And then, um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much it, though. I'm just going to do some pretty basic stuff, you know, clean some stuff up, basic upgrades. And yeah, and then... Nothing too crazy. I don't know about you, but, like, for me, I always get, like... I kind of get excited when you get to buy new parts and shit. And <laughs> I need to stop doing that because it... Because you'll spend, like, a thousand bucks on whatever. I don't know. Let's say See, you get your heads done and, you know, mm-hmm. after everything's said and done, you know, you're about a thousand bucks in because you have to buy oil. You have to buy new head gaskets and shit like that. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you could have just had a track day and got valuable seat time. Yeah, see, I'm I'm actually pretty blessed. I'm the opposite. I don't want to buy anything new. I don't want to do anything to my car. I just want to drive the heck out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to beat the crap out of it all the time. And then, like, I realize I'm like, oh, my power steering is, like, literally always leaking. And, like, that's something that I really need to fix. And I just, like, I try to ignore <laughs> it as much as I can. Because I'm it's like, I just want to drive. This is what I'm trying to do, you know? They're like, it's oh. not broken. It just leaks a little. So we'll just keep yeah, going. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's, don't fix it. It's not broken, you know. Um, and then my friends look at my car and they're like, dude, you have to fix that. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I right. know. I have so many problems. Like, <laughs> dude, and, like I feel like they're like my input shaft on my transmission. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to blow up in the bell housing eventually. It's just going to rip apart everything. <laughs> and then I'm going to be paying a lot more money. But you're still doing round four. Yes, and, and and I think I fried my ECU because it's throwing a whole bunch of codes at me too. So still doing oh, it though. Oh no! Oh my gosh! Yellow. Well, I'll be rooting for you. No oh, thanks. Gonna need it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what? Uh, what kind of made you decide to compete after all? Because I know that you didn't. This is kind of was it? Just like a last minute decision or? No, um, I wanted to, okay, so I actually wanted to compete in Rivals Jeff series. Um, oh, okay. I think it was last year was when he did it. Yeah, I wanted to compete in that, and then my VQCs, and I was like, oh, cool, got to figure out how to do an engine swap. Uh, this is going to be fun. So, like, <laughs> literally one of the only things I'd ever done is, like, put coilovers on my car, and then my VQ blew up, and I was like, sick. So, um, I wanted to compete in rivals, but I wasn't ready for that. I didn't do round one. And then, um, I watched round one though. And then, uh, I was like, Oh, I'm not ready. I need to practice tandem. So that's when I put the second BQ in and like, I don't know. I just, um, I'm friends with a lot of competitive drivers and it's just something that I've always been very interested in. So I just want to, I just want to try it. I just think I'd be good at it. You know, I love, I love driving with my, my friends and stuff. And, um, I would just like to see how, how well I do, honestly. Um, and uh, like I said, I do really good under pressure. It's, I've always been really good under pressure, so I'm interested to see how I do, really. Um, but yeah, I've I've been trying to push myself to compete since like last year. It's just the stars have not been aligned. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. It's not easy. Yeah, especially and it's just always car, car problems. Has, yeah, I was about to say, especially when you have a car that con- constantly comes up with like issue after issue, and it's never the same issue. Mm-hmm. which can kind of be frustrating because it's like, damn, I just fixed one thing. Like now I got to chase this down. And that, just... yeah, I always, I always joke that my car is like my girlfriend. Cause like my car is really temperamental and like always <laughs> has an attitude. Like it's not, <laughs> my car is not a happy camper. It doesn't like to run. Yeah. It comes from either. It's like reliability. Like I've noticed like Pro-Am happens to be like, is your car reliable and can you chase? Yeah. That's yep. Exactly. That's, that's like where it's at. Uh, then yeah. Having no tandem experience myself doesn't really help either. Yeah. Yeah, I need. I definitely need some more chase experience. But my buddies love to throw me in the lead because, I, like I said, I do well. So they're just like, bring on to get in the front. And I'm like, oh, gosh, can somebody go in front of me? I might be like a couple yeah. car lengths back, but I need to try. I want yeah, to try. Ex- I exactly. want to practice. Do you, yeah. uh, do you plan on like hitting as many um, events that you can this off season, and then just chase everybody you can? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to one of my buddies um, earlier and I was just saying, like, I want to I want to drive blue socks this weekend. Um, but I I need to test my car first. I need to make sure that it's dialed. I haven't gotten the chance to drive Grange yet. Um, and I really want to because Ever? I feel like that's no, I've never driven it. And like I always I started off on really tight, like technical type of tracks because of stunt driving. And uh-huh. I feel like that's my bread and butter. That's what I do really well in. Um, and I'm still, you know, I had to adjust to all the high speed stuff and adjust to, you know, chasing and everything like that. So I feel like Grange is probably going to be my favorite track. I ride on Grange all the time. Um, 
but yeah, I need to, I just need to test the car and make sure it's dialed. And then after that, because of how temperamental this car is, like, I'm just ready to throw this car at whatever I can. Like, <laughs> how's your car you doing I mean? heat wise? Um, it's not that bad. It's not too bad. Um, it cools down pretty quick. Yeah, it's I... just everything else. <laughs> yeah. I get like one lap at Grange and I'm like overheating what yeah so I, I got like a big air pocket somewhere so i ordered uh damn i forgot what it's called it's at the tip of my tongue too uh thing that a helps swirl pot? yes <laughs> sorry no way i was just talking to somebody about that earlier yeah i ordered one of those uh cooler thermostat or just a new wow. thermostat because mine was i think mine was broken that's exciting it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive it'll yeah it'll be exciting when you can hot laugh in your car though yeah that's what i was thinking too yeah so it'll you know it'll be worth it right yeah drifting's worth it right let's hope so <laughs> um what what tires have you been running on oh uh, so i have accelerators in the front which i absolutely love okay um, do you have their, their sport ones in the back what'd you say their sport yeah um, but i run iron man's in the back because they they last forever but that's like part of the reason why i get no smoke when i'm drifting like those those tires are just like they're so hard like they they don't get any smoke but i could literally drive up to the track on those tires drive all day and drive home and there's no problem really uh, Shit, man. yeah the iron man's last forever they last for so long but i'm i'm i gotta do something else i need some some style points i need some smoke it's really hard to get smoke out of the iron man's if i don't do like a pretty fat burnout before i start yeah it's uh and then is it ever your you ever think it's the car setup uh no nah <laughs> i don't think so um but you know what i really i i think that i just don't want to believe so because i really like the way that my car feels right now and i like the way that it drives yeah um so i think that i don't want to mess with it too much and i'm just like you know. used to i mean it. Yeah, I mean, I've driven on some other tires before, you know, that were, like, throwaways that I had on the front of the car, and then I threw them on the back when it was time to change them, and, like, it just looks so much better. I just, I know, I know it's the Iron Man's, like, I know that it's, it's definitely the Iron Man's, the reason I'm not getting any smoke, but, you know, they're really? cheaper, and they yeah, last Yeah, but if they're, time, worth, so. if they're worth the money, then you might as well. Yeah. You know, I'm trying Milestar for the first time this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, I used to drift on Milestars way back in the day. Really? I, I didn't hear about them until last year, so when they really? when the Drift League started. Actually, just before that, my buddy had um had gotten a deal with them. And oh. then, but he always changes tires, so I was like, hmm. Huh. I don't really remember much about them because I was doing all the stunt driving stuff, you know. I was, like, doing first gear and then, like, sliding to 90, you know, or whatever. So, like, oh, okay. I couldn't really tell you, like, oh, they wear super evenly or anything like that because I was, like, constantly grabbing e-brake and, like, literally just sliding, you know, 50-plus feet to a mark. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I can't really speak much on that because I was not using them the way I should have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. I know. I'm hoping for better luck. Uh, so you are going to continue to use Ironmans or you just not haven't decided which tire you're going to go with next year yet? Oh, I just haven't decided which tire I'm going to go with next year. Um, I think I'm going to start as soon as I get a test day in my car, make sure that it's dialed, make sure everything's good. Um, I'm going to start specifically like testing tires, you know, and just like having like, you know, kind of one of each and deciding what I like and what I don't like. Um, and then I'll try to see if I can work with some companies because like, the companies that I do work with, I really stand behind them and I believe in them and I like their products. I wouldn't want to run their products if I didn't like them. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to just start hitting up tire companies and just like, like, hey, you know, I'd love to work with you guys and sponsorship. And then I find out that I hate them. Like, that would suck. Oh, and yeah. That's... To... <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I know it might be cheaper, but like, I don't I don't want to do that. I like to I like to enjoy myself. So. Um, my, uh, plan after this first test day, um, that I get with this car since it's been running, I just got it running a couple of days ago, um, is to start testing tires and deciding what I like and what I don't like. Yeah, I know. I got like, I, I normally run like the Achilles ATR Sport 2s, mm -hmm. but by the time I had the money to pay for them, they wouldn't have been here in time for me to mount them and everything. Oh. So I was like, all right, well, finally going to try the Model Stars. So I hit up everybody who's on them. And I was like, what's your honest opinion? And they're like, uh, they're not bad, actually. And I was like, okay. 
That's we'll good. Do you like out. the Achilles? How long have you been running them? Uh, the past two years. Oh wow! I really liked them. Um, yeah. If if it doesn't work out with the Milestar, if I don't end up liking them, um, then I'll just go back to them, to the Achilles. Sweet. But hopefully, cool. hopefully these work because they're a little cheaper. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um. Who are who are you working with besides um, Wisdom next year? Oh, um, well, I have a, a rap sponsor, Extreme Raps. Extreme Raps has uh, been standing behind me, really believes in what I'm doing. I was actually one of his first sponsorships ever. Um, so, nice. yeah, yeah, I know him from uh, the movie industry. He wraps all the cars for Fast 8 and stuff like that. So, oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, I was really excited to work with him. So I'm definitely going to work with Extreme Raps again next year. Um, I actually partnered up with Simpson, which is like... That's still mind-boggling to me yeah <laughs> it's crazy it's so crazy and then uh hold fast let me tell you i threw a hold fast steering wheel in my car and like i didn't think that steering wheels really make that much of a difference but going from the steering wheel that i had to the hold fast wheel it was like i don't know it was like night and day something like i don't know if i just like if a little switch turned on in my brain that just like told me like you're good to go now. I don't know what it was, but I really love my hold fast steering wheel. So I'm really, I'm, I'm stoked that I get to work with hold fast. Um, I had theirs last year. They just didn't have, um, for my new car, it takes the three bolt, um, uh, steering wheel and all yeah. of theirs are the six bolt ones. That stinks. At least as far as I know, I know they made an aluminum one, but it was like a limited run. Yeah. So I wasn't able to get it. Oh man. Well, maybe they'll bring them back because they do like, you know, seasonal stuff and they bring, they bring stuff back all the time. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a, um, a couple companies that I'm working with right now that I'm planning on working with for, uh, next season too. I just picked up SPL, which is like, I'm super stoked on that. Cause I love dirt dropping and like <laughs> my, my camber and toe arms still have not broken. Like they're taking a beating and they still haven't broken. So I'm really excited to continue working with SPL too. So. And that's full adjustability in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just running their their camber and toe arms right now. Um, but uh, now that I'm working with them, it'll be a little different, and I'll get to really search on their website and decide what else I want. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always nice. They're like, yeah, let us know what you need. Yeah, yeah. I'm stoked. They're good people over there. Uh, what is your what is your goal for next year? So you know. Obviously, you're going to compete, you know, but what is your goal? Is your goal to get your license next year? Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Of course it is. Yeah, I'm trying to get all the trophies and the licenses. (laughs) What do you mean? No, no, some people are like, I just want to get in the top 10. Oh, come on. You can't walk into it with that attitude because that's what you're going to walk out with. The kind of attitude that you walk into something with is what you're going to get out of it, and that's it. If you just want to make it into top 10, you're only going to make it into top 10. If you're shooting for podium, you're more than likely, you know, you've got a better chance of ending up on podium. It's about like driving is such a, it's such a mental game. You know what I mean? There's nothing physically that's separating you from anybody else. I mean, maybe for some people, but like, it's a mental thing. Driving is all mental. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's what I'm trying to do. I want to get my, I want to compete to get my Pro 2 license and I want to win a trophy and stuff. That's what I'm there for. Yeah. And then for somebody who's saying, you know, you're saying you, you do well under pressure, you're probably going to be able to qualify better than most then. I hope so. Yeah. Because those people are. (laughs) I've been driving by myself for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. um, What, what events do you plan on hitting this off season to try to chase some people down? Honestly, I, I I I don't I don't look at the calendars enough and plan out events enough. I'm the kind of person that signs up like the night before, or, like two <laughs> days before, when they say like last chance, blah blah blah, and then it's like all expensive because you didn't get the early bird. Yeah, yep, I know, right? that's me. I'm like you know at the driver cap, <laughs> and I'm like hitting people up like, hey, is there any way I can sneak in here? You know what I mean? That's me. I, I've done the um, same thing. Like I'm. It's like, just because my got... schedule's so last minute, you know. Or it'll be like payday the day before, and I'm like, let me see if they have an extra spot left. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just I never know my schedule, and then I, you know, I, you know, try to make sure the car is running. And but I'm always ready, though. You know, I always have a bunch of tires and stuff ready and mounted and ready to go. So 
what's the what's the biggest thing you've learned from you know drifting i know i just said this but that it is a mental game Mm-hmm. because I would compare myself to my friends because uh, I have friends that are really, really good drivers and I would compare myself to them. And then eventually I was like, this is all in everybody's attitude and like how they walk, like how they walk into their car and how they get in their car and how they, you know, like you can tell, like you can really, like I ride with a lot of my friends, you know what I mean? I just, I love riding with people and you learn a lot from riding with other people too in my opinion, if you're observant. Um, and I, I try to be as observant with people as I can. And it's, it's, uh, that's really what I've learned is that driving is such a mental thing. And like stunt driving has taught me that too. Um, cause the first time I ever had to crash a car was way different than the second time I ever crashed a car. And then the third time was way different than that. You know what I mean? Like everything is just how you think about things. Cause there's, you know, there's nothing physically holding you back. And that's, um, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, so how did you, with the, with your career, you know, being mm-hmm. a stunt driver, how much of it has drifting kind of helped you with that? Have you, do you feel that people have seen you drive and they notice that you're good at drifting? So they kind of keep you around when they, they keep you in mind when that comes up. Oh, Absolutely. Drifting has definitely helped me 100%. I had, um, for example, the job that I did um, in Europe that I got called for several days beforehand to leave for three weeks. The coordinator had never heard of my dad before. This is the thing I struggle with a lot is a lot of people think that I only get work because of my dad. And that's not the truth. Um, but the coordinator called me you know, a couple days beforehand. He'd never heard of my dad. He didn't even know that my dad was a stunt driver at all. Um, and he told me that my name was, you know, thrown in the hat by a couple of people to come and do this job. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, that's great. And then he's like, yeah. And then I watched some of your, you know, your YouTube videos and I watched your videos and I checked out your resume and like, you're fearless. I was like, wow, that's a cool compliment. Thank you. And then he's like, yeah, well, I need you to do a cannon if you're comfortable with it. And I was like, a cannon? He was like, yeah. I was like, holy holy crap dude like that's a a cannon is the biggest stunt driving gig that you can do that is like creme de la creme like you're at the top you can't top yourself after that and I was 22 when I did my cannon which is insane because I know stunt drivers that have been waiting 40 years for that opportunity oh wow you know what i mean yeah i mean so for somebody to hand a 22 year old girl that kind of opportunity and you know to be involved in a chase sequence out of the country for several weeks at a time just because you you know think that i'm fearless in a car because i drift like you know and like i worked on you know some big name shows or whatever is like insane to me that's crazy um, so I think drifting has definitely helped with that because, you know, that's, I, I think it really separates me from other stunt drivers because when you look me up on the internet, you don't just see my resume, you see all of the other stuff that I do and I'm just involved in it so much more heavily than, um, other stunt drivers in my opinion. And part of that is because everybody else is older, you know, they're all older guys that have families and everything. Um, but for me, I'm just, you know, I'm this kid in their twenties that's like, literally always doing stuff like my whole life is driving my whole life revolves around driving um so i think it helps i think it definitely makes me stand out well you had mentioned that you've been around motorsports your whole life what other motorsports have you been around um well i grew up riding motocross which i think has uh you know a huge part in the fact that um you know i drift now and that i'm you know comfortable with drifting and comfortable with vehicles that are you know well, with vehicles in general, honestly, I think that motocross, like anybody that rode motocross, I can always tell as soon as they're on the track, like they come off the track and I'm like, did you ride motocross by any chance? Like you can tell cause they're a driving style, you know? Um, really? But yeah. Yeah. Motor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's funny. You can't, you, you didn't, you can't tell until you've watched, um, you know, enough of them. And then you start to notice a pattern, uh, but yeah, motocross played a huge, huge, huge role in my life. I wanted to be a professional motocross racer growing up. That was my 
that was my dream, <laughs> you know. And then I tore my ACL like three times in a time span of like four years, and I was like, ah, oh, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> that sounds painful. Yeah, it was uh, it was alright. Yeah, you I'm know- glad I'm not riding motocross anymore because I'm not trying to tear any more ACLs. I need to. Yeah, twenty-two to, to tear your ACL three times before you're twenty-two is kind of crazy. Oh, I tore all those ACLs by the time that I was twenty. Jesus. Yeah. It's not making it better. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had somebody message me recently, and they kind of asked a, a good question, I thought. Just kind of everyone's, what everyone's setup is for, like, towing. Like, how do you plan on getting to the track? Like, do you have a truck and trailer? Or uh-huh. if you don't, what is your setup, and how are you getting there? Uh, My dad has a Hummer. He's got an H2 that mm-hmm. he hardly ever drives. So that is my tow vehicle. Okay. Um. And uh, I don't have a trailer simply because I don't have the space. Uh, because, like I said, my dad is very involved in motorsports as well. So um, you can imagine our house over here is a little bit crazy with all the cars. We don't have enough space for anything. Gotcha. So uh, we borrow a lot of trailers. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> you that's, know? Yeah, that's good. That, I think uh, I think someone out there is going to be in like the same situation. You know, I borrowed yeah. a trailer for you know, the first like three or four rounds last year until like my mom's like, Hey, do you want to borrow some money to buy a trailer? Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So I had to pay her back obviously, but yeah. Well, that's great that she supported you to do that. I need to, I, I'm really, um, I really need to get a trailer because that's been, you know, it stops me from going to the track sometimes. Well, actually, no, um, it's starting to stop me from going to the track because I took my car to Irwindale. I street drove it down to Irwindale and, um, did a little drifting or whatever and that's when the coolant elbow popped out and i like almost blew my engine up because of it and then i like literally had to scramble and try to get somebody to come pick me up from irwindale that night because i was leaving for a month out of town like the next day so one of my buddies had to come and pick me up and he was like you need to like trailer your car i was like i know i know i need to so uh yeah that's kind of on my uh list of priorities right now is getting a trailer because i have you know my dad hardly ever uses the truck like i can just borrow his truck it's just the trailer is like yeah and if i try to put my car in a u-haul like i have to take off my entire body kit which sucks yeah that's what i was gonna you say know. and then that, that that adds up that's like 70 bucks every time yeah and then like that's if you can still return it the next in the same night like you know what i mean that's like if you can get it back the same night, you know, and then if not, then you got to return it the next day and then it turns into a two day rental and not a one day. It's a lot. Yeah, I know. So I need to get I, a trailer. I would always run it for 24 hours. Yeah. So That's I, was, I was able to do that because if you tell them like, oh, I only need it for the day, I'll bring it back tonight. They're like, oh, OK, well, if you bring it back in the morning, we're charging you an extra day. Yeah. So apparently that price is good for 24 hours for future reference. Yeah. I had a I had a really hard time getting my car on the U-Haul with the angle kit and everything, which confuses me because I've seen several other Zs with angle kits on U-Haul trailers, but it did take me quite a bit of effort to get it on there. Oh, because um, of the way the camera is and it's kind of pushed out a little bit more? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. I, I've never had a car with a real, with a real angle kit, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I drive an old Cadillac, so, and that yeah. and just has welded <laughs> knuckles, and I make it work. I mean, hey, do what you got to do. Yeah, right? <laughs> you don't always have to get fancy. It doesn't always work. I mean, look at my car. It's not running most of the time. So. <laughs> What's wrong with it right now? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, <laughs> Nothing's oh, wrong okay. with it. I literally got it um, running like two days ago. Sorry, I'm sitting outside with my dog and like there's a helicopter. So I don't know if you can hear it. Oh, no worries. That's fine. But um, yeah, no, nothing's wrong with it. I uh, am planning on going to test it this week. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I have a question from Instagram and I'm going to share this guy's stuff because I actually really like his videos. He goes around with like an old VCR recorder and records, uh, drift events. What? Yeah. It's really cool. It's called uh, VCR mode. Oh, so it's kind of has like that old nostalgic, like nineties feel to it when you're watching them. Yeah, um, that's amazing. That's but, so cool. Yeah, I thought so too. So, uh, but he asks, um, if you didn't have a one JZ, what engine would would you swap into your chassis? Um, 
I don't know, probably a TJB to be honest with you. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, the couple cars that I have drifted with LSs in them, I wasn't comfortable. Like it, it didn't feel like super natural to me, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if that's why I stray away from LSs. Uh, but the first car that I ever drove with a JZ, I was hooked right away. I was like, I need one of these, and that's what made me decide that I wanted to put a JZ in my car. I didn't know anything about them. I was just like, I need one of these. And I like did some research on the internet and that was my decision. <laughs> I drove a turbo car once when I was younger and uh, huh. the lag was just not for me. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not a fan of this. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I like being able to just like push the throttle and like you go. Well, I liked it because it made me be really aggressive. Um, and like I was a little spoiled with my VQ, you know, and like I could, you know, get off the throttle or whatever and like just get back on it and everything was fine. But, um, you know, and I could still get through a corner or whatever, but like the turbo turbo on the Jay-Z made me get super aggressive. Like I was like, I gotta, yeah, I like this a lot. Cause I, you know, it's something I've been trying to focus on is being more aggressive. Yeah. How would it, are you an aggressive driver? Um, I try to be, <laughs> I try to be, uh, I would like to consider myself to be an aggressive driver, but I watch, I've watched, I love watching other people drive, and I honestly really like comparing myself um, because it just pushes me to want to do better. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of people that are way more aggressive than I am, but that's the whole goal, you know. That's what I'm trying to do: be as aggressive as possible and look sick. I want to throw backwards entries and, you know, hang with the boys. So. Yeah. Do you plan on going? <laughs> do you plan on actually like do, doing a whole pro two? um season if you do get your license that would be so cool like i would absolutely love could you imagine like telling your grandkids that story one day like that would be so sick yeah that's that's the plan (laughs) yeah i would love to do that um yeah it'd be so cool but you know i'm just gonna try to get my pro two license and see how it goes from there and you know see if anybody jumps on board or anything and you never know what's gonna happen you know i try to yeah you know have open doors and just take whatever opportunity comes my way if it seems like that's what I want to do at the moment. Who who would you say you're you most look up to in FD? Um. Hmm. Oddly enough, I think Peter. Peter and James Dean, like obviously that's the dream team right there. But I think Peter. I think Peter's like kind of like the underdog. He kind of came out of nowhere, and that dude is crazy aggressive. Like he just. He does, he does not care. Like, <laughs> Peter's a, he's, he's a really good driver. I love watching him and James drive together. That's what, you know, I would love to love to look like that and love to be able to drive like that. Yeah. he He's nuts. Yeah. He is, like, balls to the wall. All the time. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um. Now, do you see yourself do, being, like, a, such a professional driver, kind of like the way, let's just say, like, a, a Vaughn or a Chris Forsberg is? Like, with do the I, constant, um, what would you call it, marketing? Oh. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I really dive into um, whatever it is I'm committed to or whatever it is that I uh, am I don't want to say interested in at the moment, but whatever it is that I'm like really committed to and whatever it is that I'm really enjoying and what I really love, I kind of dive all the way into it. Um, kind of like drown myself in it. So I think that that's probably how I would end up to be honest with you. Cause it's just, it's always on my mind. That's always what I'm thinking about. You know what I mean? I'm always thinking about what can I do and what can I change and you know, how can I get better? What can I do to make this better? What can I try next? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's something that I always kind of, like, think about. Like, ugh, I don't think I want to do that, like, professionally. Oh. Oh, to where you're, like, the constant like marketing. That? Yeah, I'm like, uh, can I just make enough money in real life so I can <laughs> just do this by myself and I don't have to worry about uh, doing all that stuff? Because I'm really, I'm really uncomfortable in front of a camera. Oh, I'm, I'm actually, like, here's the thing is I'm super awkward. I think I'm a really awkward person, but like for some reason when I'm in front of a camera or when I have to talk or like be interviewed or something, I, I find the words they come out way better than when I'm trying to have a conversation over breakfast or dinner or something like 
<laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like as soon as I know, I, I think it's the pressure. As soon as I know that the pressure's on, I'm like, hmm. usually pretty. I'm pretty ready for it. Yeah, that's. that's I like beneficial. It. Like, I wish yeah, I had I'm that. Like, I, don't, I want nothing to do with like cameras and stuff like that. No, I'm like way more comfortable on camera than I am like in real life, in my opinion, which is so backwards. Yeah, like David had got. I didn't even realize David was like recording certain things. And then he had made a video for me and um, I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't realize you were doing all that. <laughs> like at the time he was doing it, like, but it was really uncomfortable. But he's he's came up to me before. And he's like, asked me a question. And I knew the camera was on. I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just couldn't do it. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know if I like being on camera, but uh-huh. um, I mean, I guess I do. I don't know. I just I'm. I think I'm just accustomed to it, you know, um, so, but. yeah, I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just really comfortable for whatever reason, really comfortable on camera, um, which is a good feeling for me when you're not always super comfortable, you know, it's nice to have some confidence, <laughs> so you know how to get the confidence. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and then, so you, you're also a YouTuber from my understanding, right? Yes. And if very you want to go new, a little yes. bit into that, for because I think a lot of the drivers, a lot of the program guys, they do start their own YouTube channel. Um, like mm. personally, I'll never start one, but I just uh-huh. think I think it's good, like a good subject to touch on for you know someone who might be wanting to get into this and the importance of having you know another outlet besides Instagram to get to yeah. share your content. Yeah, I actually just made a video on this um, on my own channel, but you know what it is though, like you got to love what you do. You know what I mean? I don't mean to sound all cheesy, but like you have to love what you're doing and you shouldn't do it because people are going to be able to read that. So the reason that I started a YouTube channel is because I wanted to put a 1JZ and a 350Z. Like I said, I just started renting on cars. Didn't really know that much. And like, so what I did first is I went on YouTube and I tried to find YouTube videos of, you know, people swapping 1JZs into 350Zs. And there was one video that I could find. And the kid read off of a composition notebook standing next to his 1JZ350Z with the car running. And I was like, this does not help me. Hmm. He literally read his parts list off of a notebook. And I was like... That doesn't show me how to put this in here. Right. I was yeah. like, this is not helpful to me. Like, now I just know what parts you got. So I kind of know what parts I need to get. Kind of. Not yeah. really. Um, and so I was like, somebody needs to show the world this. Because I think this is going to be a six swap. Um, there's a lot of two JZs and three fifty Zs, which helped me a little bit, but not one JZ. So I was like, is there a significant difference? Hmm. Like fitment wise, not really in my opinion. Um, and that's, that's the biggest problem with that engine swap is getting everything to fit. There's no room. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. but yeah, I mean, I, I started a YouTube channel cause I, um, went to filmmaking school and I always really liked making videos and stuff. I actually wanted to be an editor Oh, okay. at one point in time. Um, so I started a YouTube channel because of that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just, that's why I'm so consistent with it and why I'm like, you know, pushing out videos so often. And, you know, I'm like, I get all nerdy about my stuff, you know what I mean? Like I get all nerdy with like my production and stuff on my YouTube videos. So it's kind of a, it's kind of funny, but, um, that's the reason that I do it is because I really enjoy it and I like doing it. It gives me, you know, it gives me something to do, and it, you know, it gives me it gives me a way to connect with people. Um, so that's why I do it. But I wouldn't say to do it just because that's what everybody else is doing. Because you know, I mean, Instagram and YouTube could fall off tomorrow; they could disappear if the app developers decided they want to just just delete it. They could. Yeah. But don't get too wrapped up in it. You know what I mean? It's not the end of the world. Yeah. But making connections with people is awesome. Like that's what I really like about social media is being able to talk to people and. Um, get to know them and make those connections. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, when mm. You find someone who's like-minded, kind of have the same goals and stuff like that, and you chit-chat back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, it usually starts with a follow, and then you post something on your story, and then conversation goes from there. Yep, and they respond. Yep, so, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's actually how I met one of my friends that I hang out with a lot now, um, Andrew. Uh, mm-hmm. He drives a, he's got a yellow E46 with an LS in it. Um, oh, sick. But that's how he and I ended up meeting was because I was building a, an E46 at the time. Oh, cool. And, but that's how it starts, like with the social, just the social media stuff. But, yeah. 
Um, any do's and don'ts when it comes to that YouTube stuff? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think um, just don't don't try to fake it for the internet because uh, people will read right through you and that's I think how people get haters. Um, I don't really experience very much internet hate um, but I think it's because I'm very very honest and I'm I'm open about what I know and what I don't know and when I don't know something I'm learning and everybody's learning at the same time. I just I don't see why people um, are so concerned with their image on the internet and like looking like they know everything and then you try to talk to them and they don't know what the heck they're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, people will read right through you so fast. So I just say to, like, really be yourself and be really, really honest. Because it's like, you're developing, like, a relationship with these people. And these people that, you know, become your fans or that watch your stuff or whatever, you know, they're trusting you. And they they fall in love with you for your personality. And they love what you're doing for a reason. So don't lie to them. You know? Like, that's wrong. Like, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I can That's I can what I would that. say. Because everybody's trying to do the same thing right now, you know, everybody's trying to be a builder and a driver and a YouTuber and have a thousand, you know, hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers and, you know, whatever. Everybody's trying to do the same thing right now. And, like, that's, it's not, nobody's standing out because of that, you know, um, as everybody, you know, acts like they know everything when they might not. And, like, I feel like we could all learn more if we just, you know, were open and took each other's information and tried to learn from each other. Yeah, and then... Have you, uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, like, with people, they kind of have something set up so they can gain, like, a lot of followers on Instagram, where it's basically, like, a bot that goes around following and unfollowing people? Oh, God. Uh, really? Yeah, I was always curious about why people, uh, like, because I know some people want to get their Instagram followers up for sponsors. Right. Uh, I get that. I never understood why they did that. Like, personally, I won't do it. Right. No, I wouldn't do that either. That sounds dumb. I'll stay at a thousand forever. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was at I was at a thousand. I just looked in my story archives and something popped up from uh, when two thousand. No, it was from when I got my three fifty Z in two thousand eighteen, and the next story was a screenshot of a video I had just posted. It was like a whole like the video was just drone footage only and like. I looked at my followers and I had 1,200 followers. Like, I had 1,208 followers. Like, it's not, like, it's not impossible to grow your following. I don't know why people would feel like they have to use, like, pay for a program. Yeah, that's, I I had found out it through a friend. He's like, yeah, everyone does it. I was like, "Mm, that's a hard pass for me. (laughs) Yeah, no, don't do that. That's not cool. That's not, no, no, don't do that. Yeah, this is, that's do that. I have the same opinion. Yeah, let it happen. If it's supposed to happen, it will. And Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, I think I'm going to end it here. We're almost at an hour now. Okay. That was uh, quick. I know, right? Uh, but thank you. I do appreciate it. Good luck next year. Um, thank you. I hope you get your car figured out so you get a set up and go out there and kill it. Yeah, good luck to you at round four this weekend. Uh, thank you. I'm going to need it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. You have a good night. You too. All right. Bye-bye.